Welcome to Child Free Chats, a show where we chat about all things child free. The good, the bad, and the thank God I don't have kids. This show is dedicated to those who have chosen a child free life, and some topics may be sensitive for those who are on the fence or who are childless, not by choice. This show is not suitable for children. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Child Free Chats. I am your host, Tiara, and I just want to start off by saying a huge thank you to everyone who commented or messaged after the last episode. I know sometimes it's a bit of a downer to listen to someone's sob story, but after hearing some of the reactions, I'm glad I posted it. It was pretty vulnerable for me to share the non-rosy side of life. But the reality is that so many of us experience it. And sometimes it's just nice to know we're not alone or know that we can vent and feel safe. If you haven't listened to the last episode, seriously, don't worry about it. Probably just a good one to check out if you're feeling moody. But if you're in a great mood, please don't feel obligated to go back and listen to me play sad love songs in the background while watching rom-coms and eating ice cream out of the tub. It was one of those moments. (laughs) So you may be wondering how I'm doing. Dang, y'all. Thanks for checking in on your girl. Funnily enough, I had had quite enough of being in my own feelings for so long. And I just got to this place where I was like, Tiara, nothing is going to change if nothing ever changes. You know, sometimes you need to snap yourself out of your own funk. So yeah, I went out and chopped off all my hair. Now, I don't know if you've seen any of the few photos that I post on my Instagram of myself, but I had super curly hair that went a couple inches past my shoulders, and now I'm rocking a curly pixie do, like a a pixie (laughs) cut. And I can't tell you how much better I actually feel. The same issues with anxiety will always be something that I have to deal with, but why not make changes that I can change? You know what I mean? Like what I'm saying is if you feel stuck wherever you are in life, go out and do something that changes it up. Something you've been thinking about doing, wishing you were brave enough to do something that turns things around for you so that you can start to work toward getting back to a good place. Anything that makes you happy. I don't know why for me cutting off all of my hair was it, but here we are. I've done it. I did think about it a long time, so I didn't just go off and actually like go Britney Spears. I did think about it. (laughs) Anyway, if you've been waiting for a sign to do something big, this is it. You know that they say when a woman changes her hair, she's about to change her life. And here I am. I'm ready. (laughs) Anyway, so no, this episode is not going to be an Oprah motivational speech, but I did want to talk about something important. It actually does tie in a little with the issues I was having before and something that many of us face in our day-to-day lives. I had actually recorded an entirely different episode for this week, but I started thinking and 
it kind of just made sense to do this instead. So here we are. We're talking about boundaries. And I'm going to mostly tie this to child-free situations, but I think it's important to keep in mind that there are so many areas in our lives where boundaries need to be set, regardless of whether or not children are involved in the equation. This came to me because I was supposed to have a guest with me this week, and I was so pumped to have this person on because I really liked her message and her story when she reached out to me. Um, It was actually in a similar vein to setting boundaries, but just slightly different. Anyhow, I scheduled our call and sent two confirmation emails to this person with no reply. I mean, this was the kind of thing that warranted, no, it required a reply. I had arranged my schedule to wake up at 5 a.m. to be ready when she was available on her time zone, not to mention the amount of research I did on her and the thought that I put in to try to make this interesting for all of you. So to not even get the courtesy of a reply confirmation felt rude, like my small piddly little podcast wasn't worth common decency. So I had two options. I could reach out and try to get a confirmation with like roughly 12 hours until our planned call, apologize for having done nothing wrong, and hope that this guest was still willing to speak to me. Or I could solve my own irritation by deciding that my time and effort is worth more than just radio silence. So I sent a simple email stating that I hadn't received a confirmation and was canceling the interview. And that just felt like the polite thing to do. Well, this woman replies saying that the email didn't give her a button to confirm. A button. She wanted a button in an email, two emails. Lady, the button was there. It says reply. And then there's another button after that that reads send. She then proceeds to give me suggestions on how to be better in the future. Like what? Girl, chill. Most decent human beings would just hit reply and say, thanks, speak then. I didn't need a lesson on scheduling interviews. And I know someone out there is saying, oh, well, I don't always reply if it's assumed that we all know what's going on. And to an extent, I agree with you. I can be like that, but not in a semi-professional setting and not when the rest of my email actually did require a response. She chose to ignore that part. So her reply really pissed me off. And this is the point. People think that their time is more valuable than yours. They think their own feelings are more important than yours. They think their personal situation makes them right and you are wrong. In this instance, yes, I definitely could have just sucked it up and did the interview anyway, but isn't that what we're always doing? We're always accommodating other people's choices, right or wrong. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to suck it up when I didn't do anything wrong and I was the one who was inconvenienced. Sometimes we have to. Yes, that's just part of life at times. But those times when you don't have to, we need to start setting boundaries. A big area in a lot of our lives is the workplace. I don't know how many of you out there have had to work extra shifts, pick up the slack, or be denied the same privileges that parents have simply for having children. Another major area is in our relationships with our friends. How often do we go well out of our way? plan, change, and reschedule plans at the last minute, 
find ways to incorporate their kids due to unforeseen circumstances or have our interests ignored because it doesn't revolve around babies. Where else? Um, Your relationships with your family. Somehow the child-free ones don't always seem to have as much weight when it comes to family decisions, from things as simple as family vacations to bigger issues like a will or taking care of the older generations. There are obviously quite a few other areas of life where we're forced to make concessions for parents, but okay, so I think today I'll just focus on some ways that we can start to set up some boundaries so that if you're feeling like you're constantly being run over, taken advantage of, or even just generally not really feeling appreciated, you can do little things that help you maintain your self-respect. And also maintain a positive image. Like obviously no one wants to be the over the top raging child free person who's always complaining or screaming. Ah. Actually, I don't know. Some of y'all actually do that. <laughs> but so for me, the very first thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking of setting boundaries with anyone is to do it from the beginning. Early on, people will continue to do what you let them get away with. If someone annoys you, hurts you, crosses the line in any way once, they're going to do it twice. And by the time you do say anything, they'll say, well, you never said anything about this before, which is why I felt like I had to speak up and take the stance that I did with this guest who didn't show respect for my time. If I never spoke up to her, who knows if we'd work together again and she would do the same thing. Or if I start to speak to other people in the child-free community and this situation continues to happen because no one ever calls people out for being rude, the problem just keeps being perpetuated. So maybe this lady didn't care about not being on my show and I didn't get, get to have a guest this week, but I bet she might think about that next time someone sends her an email to confirm an appointment. So whether it's at work and they want you to work longer hours or take on a bigger workload, Speak up right away. At least get it out there so that, sure, you can be a team player, but not if it starts to be about taking advantage of someone just because they don't have children. Do you see the difference? You see the the difference. You do. Keep in mind that these types of actions can be intentional, but they can also be completely unintentional. In either case, it cannot hurt to bring it to someone's attention right away. Next and almost equally as important, is that you need to stick to whatever boundaries you're setting. If someone hears you say one thing, but then you do the opposite, they're not going to take you or your damn boundaries seriously. Setting and keeping these kinds of limits or lines can be hard at first, but the more you do it, the easier it gets and the better it feels. Also, the more people know that you'll stick up for yourself, the less they will try sneaky stuff. And speaking of sneaks, you need to not be afraid to say no. We, the child-free, are always so worried to offend. We're so concerned about being unreasonable or that it'll be thrown in our face that we don't understand because we're not parents. Often we're expected to cater to a world that revolves around children. So to say no feels foreign and there's always the possibility of repercussions. But saying no is a response that everyone is entitled to, not just parents. If you cannot or simply do not want to do something like work all graveyard shifts or drive two hours each way to visit a friend or 
host wild children in your home, say no. And by the way, when it comes to workplace legislation, I have no idea what I'm talking about and I'm not qualified to tell you to stick it to the man. So if it's actually a legal concern, please seek professional advice. But for everyone else, say no. And this goes back to starting early, even if it means starting with small things. Does someone want you to chip in an extra $20 toward a group gift because you don't have children's expenses? Say no. Have you been asked to loan out personal items that you worked for and value because your friends or family can't afford them? Say no. Are you expected to babysit or otherwise help a parent out because you have free time? Say no. I mean, there are a lot of little areas in our lives where we're asked to do something that is more than just outside of what we feel comfortable with. It's downright encroaching. But life isn't all about saying no and stomping off, is it? No. When you're setting your boundaries, also speak up for what is okay with you. What are you happy to accommodate? Work wants you to come in on a Saturday to cover for Susan? Cool. Which shift of yours is Susan going to pick up for you when you have errands to run? So your friend wants you to come to her place because she can't be bothered to drive anywhere with the kid? Awesome. You get to pick the venue next time and she's buying your first drink. Actually, that's pretty much always my bartering tool. If anyone wants me to show up anywhere that I do not want to go, my drinks are on them. My point here is that I don't think it's cool for parents to abuse their situation because kids... But I also don't think it's appropriate in every situation to be a petulant child right back. Pet petulant, petulant. <laughs> what a weird word. Anyway, um, obviously assess the situation. And rather than constantly saying what doesn't work for you, start telling people what does work for you. What is acceptable? Another way to teach people to respect your time, worth, space, feelings, etc., is to hit the pause button. We're always so quick to jump to giving someone an answer, whether it's yes or no. Don't rush to give someone a response on their time. Take your time if your boss asks if you have the bandwidth to take on extra tasks because Cheryl's kid is on school break this week. Step back and determine whether you actually do have the capacity or not. Tell your friend you'll get back to her when she asks you to help cook, decorate, and clean for her child's first birthday. With things like this, if you take your time to respond, sometimes the delay actually forces the person to look at other options and assign some of the extra crap to other people. So it's not all falling onto your shoulders as the child-free default. When it comes to setting boundaries, you have to remember that no matter how much you stand up for yourself, there is always going to be the possibility that someone will not respect the lines you've drawn. In these instances, you have to make the decision for yourself, but for your own sanity, you have to set boundaries for yourself too. And that means knowing when it's time to walk away. Certain situations and relationships will obviously be harder than others. So I say this as a broad suggestion. If it is truly affecting you and you have tried, it may be a good idea to step back from people or events or whatever, where you as a child-free person are being held to a different standard than the parents who are standing right next to you. Obviously put some thought into it. Like, please don't quit your job and be broke because I said to stand up for yourself here. 
Maybe in the work environment, shutting off your computer or phone during non-work hours can save you a headache. Maybe the boundary is no non-emergency work contact outside of working hours. Boom, there you go, something like that. But regardless of how you decide to go about it, keep in mind that no one is going to set your boundaries for you. For the most part, everyone looks out for number one. And whether intentional or not, because of the way most societies have been designed and perpetuated, certain favor is given to people once they decide to have children. Changing those norms is a whole different topic, which I'll probably go into one day, but until changes are made, and even one way that we can start encouraging some change is by setting the boundaries when the system seems to be weighted towards parents. There is absolutely no harm in setting personal and professional boundaries when you feel that your needs or desires or feelings or what have you aren't being taken seriously or respected simply because you don't have children. So in this instance, my example from earlier, yes, my boundary I had to set against another child-free person, and maybe that's just how she is because she's very much in a world that's not child-free, so she's kind of like in that dog-eat-dog mentality. I don't know, but it just reminded me that we go through so many situations where we are constantly taking a backseat or we are constantly doing things we don't want to do, or we are constantly taking on more than we should be taking on. And it is time for a lot of us so that we can get out of the stress and get out of our funk. It is time for a lot of us to start saying, okay, nothing changes. If nothing ever changes, what can I do to set boundaries with my family, set boundaries with my friends and set boundaries in the workplace so that my child-free voice is still heard and isn't kind of set to the side as a second-class citizen, if that makes sense. And um, and like I said before, these are just a few situations, like types of scenarios that you'd go through at work or with your family or whoever. There are lots of other times where I've seen that people really take advantage or they put pressure on child-free people. And, you know, again, it might just be a start small type of thing. Don't think that you're going to walk into the very next situation situation and slam your foot down and be Miss Bad Boss Bitch Lady. I don't know, whoever, whatever. Like it, it takes time sometimes is what I'm saying. So start small. Start with the little things you can start with, the little things that will be easy for you to say no to, or the little things that will be easy for you to say, "Mm, you know what, that doesn't work for me. Let's try it a different way. And before you know it, you will be, whatever I said before, Miss Boss Bad Bit. I don't know. I don't know what I said, but (laughs) try it. Um, And what other things do you do, you listening right now? What things do you do to set boundaries? Are you setting any boundaries? When people say things to you that are offensive or cross the line or take advantage of your time or your money or whatever it is, do you do anything to say, you know what, that's not cool with me? Are you taking any steps to have clear lines, clear separation between what's okay and what's not okay? And if you are, what do you do? Like aside from just saying, nope, not doing it or ignoring people or, you know, whatever, what are the things that help you get through when you feel like you're being taken advantage of and you need to kind of cut people off or, or 
put up the wall, not cut people off. That's, you don't have to cut people off, but when you put up, when you need to put up your wall, what do you do? How does it work for you? Send me a message, um, put it in a comment on the post and yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully this gave you a little bit of mojo, you know, to go out there and start standing up for yourself. And also just so you know that it's happening to a lot of us, you're not alone out there and we all need to be setting boundaries because it's the only way that we're all going to, as a community, be able to say, listen, this is it. We're here and we're not going to let you keep treating us like crap because it sucks. (laughs) And one thing that I want to say about setting boundaries, and this is it, I promise, is that you need to set your own boundaries for yourself. So I can't sit here and tell you when I think the line should be drawn for you. And I can't say that just because my line is here and someone else's line is there, that your line should be anywhere. It's up to you to decide when you feel like it is appropriate for you to step up and say, hey, you know what? Now's the time. And please don't think that just because some of us are so strict and hard ass about our boundaries doesn't mean you have to be that strict. You can be yourself while still setting boundaries for what you're comfortable with, if that makes sense. So yeah, sure. You can go into a full HR meeting about what's going on at work. Yes, you can do that. And I fully support that. But if that's not your style, then find what works for you. If you need to sit your family down and have you know, a group meeting because people in your family won't stop asking you when you're having kids or won't stop treating your time as less valuable than the people in your family who do have kids. Yes, have a family meeting. But if it's something as simple as sitting your friend down at a bar and saying, hey, just so you know, this is XYZ, how I'm feeling about this. That's okay too. It doesn't have to necessarily be this super intense, dramatic, oh my God, this child-free person has just come out of the gate swinging. So do things your own way, do it in your own time. And if you're wondering when that time is, if you have to ask, or if something's starting to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, then the time is now. That's up to you. And that's okay for you to decide for yourself. If you don't want to be as dramatic as me, because I can be a little bit intense. I get it. That's okay. And if you're more intense than me, oh, I support you too. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, Make sure you come back next time because I've just spoken to someone online who I think will be a fabulous guest. So I'm really looking forward to it. Let's hope that they don't, you know, bail on me again. Rude. But yes, looking forward to my next episode. Looking forward to talking to you again. And um, thanks. You know, keep being you. All right, bye.